It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Sorry, it's been a little while since we've been able to pump out a new episode. We had a little communication issue on uh, on something, so things kind of got out of whack, but we're here. Uh, make sure you check out our Google News updates. They're updated every day, Monday through Friday, um, and you can find those very easily. Just uh, search out the Google News uh, updates, Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, and you get one- and five-minute updates, usually in the late afternoon, on that. All right, let's do this. We have a lot to get to. Uh, we have the injury report. We have Bill Callahan. We have Greg Minuski. We have Nick Sunberg getting an award. We have some really troubling news for uh, two former Redskins. Let's get to it all right here, right now. Let's start with Greg Minuski, the Redskins' defensive coordinator. He met with the media not for very long on Thursday afternoon. Greg, obviously the last two weeks you guys have gotten off to the slow starts and then really been able to stem the tide. Is there any translation between those two games, any similarities, any trends, and, and what have you guys been able to do to to give yourselves a chance as the game goes? Uh, I think just overall, uh, you know, every time that you, you step foot out in the field, uh, we have a plan going into those first 15, you know, just like the offense does. And, uh, you know, we just didn't uh, bow up the pads in the third down situations down in the red zone. I know they got it at midfield, but at least we had a chance to stop them in those both situations on third down, and we didn't, and they scored. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, we came back, and we played pretty good after that. I think Danny Johnson can add to this defense, and what did you see from him last year that you were kind of encouraged by? Well, the best thing with him was uh, he played in a Tennessee game, and then he got hurt. Uh, he only played, like, I think maybe 15 plays. But overall, uh, just a quick guy that's, that could uh, cover very well in the slot and outside. And I'm excited to see what he can do this this week. As we get to the end of the season, they start giving out these awards. What's your case for Matt Ioannidis? Oh, just a tough, uh, hard-working, lunch-pail guy that goes to work every day, you know. Um, and he goes out there and, and performs at a high fashion, you know. I, I love Matt. He's done a great job. And, uh, you know, usually in that third or fourth year, that's where they start growing, and that's what he's doing. With Jeffrey and Jackson both not there anymore, does it almost feel like you're preparing for a different offense than the one you saw in week one? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically they're, they're uh, very good players. Um, so they're missing those, those guys just like we're missing a couple of guys as well. Uh, but overall, um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of different offense because of, of the players that they have. It's been a couple weeks now with Fabian outside full-time. How's that uh, process transition gone for him? I think very well. You know, I think from his trans, uh, transformation from playing inside, I think it actually helped him when he moved to the outside, you know, because he understands uh, the route combinations, you know, where they're aligned, and uh, he feels a little bit more comfortable on the outside, which is good for him. Uh, where was Josh Norman today? Uh, you got to talk to Bill about that. I'm not sure. Going back to him, because we, when we talked to you last week, we didn't ask you really – why he wasn't starting, but we've talked to Bill about that, but I'm just curious from your perspective. Say that again, I'm sorry. With Josh, why he wasn't starting anymore. Because I don't think we really uh, talked We were trying him. to look, you know, look at other guys, you know, each and every week that we go out there. 
And from his standpoint, he was a little bit banged up too as well. And we wanted to see uh, some younger players. And, you know, that's why uh, we got Jimmy Moreland in the mix. All right, that's Redskins defensive coordinator Greg Minuski meeting with the media on Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell right here on Locked on Redskins. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up in this opening segment, we'll get to Bill Callahan next segment, is Nick Sunberg, one of the good guys in the locker room. Uh, I've known Nick since he walked in the building, 2010, first year. Mike Shanahan, Bruce Allen, undrafted. He had bounced around to Carolina, Baltimore. Before that, he's found a home here. He's finishing up. Uh, year number 10, he's played with a broken arm. Uh, he's played 100 and I think it's 19 games or 29 games or something like that uh, with the Redskins as their long snapper. Obviously never going to get the credit that he deserves. He's a tough guy. He's dependable. He's durable. He's one of the best, if not the best. More importantly, what he does in the community. Uh, he used to be at every charity event. I think he still is. Uh, and what he did was he started loads of love back in 2017 with his wife and the Charitable Foundation providing laundry equipment, washers, dryers, uh, all sorts of things to help kids at schools where they don't have clean clothes. And what that does is provide confidence and self-awareness and self-being and and comfort uh, so that kids are are more inclined to go to school and, and, and be with their friends and do things that make them better. So Nick Sundberg was honored with the Walter Payton Redskins Man of the Year nominee. It's the second time in three years that he's been nominated as the Redskins representative. We'll find out if he wins the night before the Super Bowl. Uh, Maybe before that, if he's whittled down a knot in the three finalists, Lorenzo Alexander of the Bills, former Redskin, also, of course, nominated. So congratulations to him and all the nominees, and congratulations to Nick. He truly, truly deserves it. All right, we're back on the Locked on Redskins podcast in just a moment. Stay tuned. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, fellas. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here from my bookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Who doesn't want that? Between football season, NBA, the start of the college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline, guys, and get into the action with my bookie. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. 
If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit 2000 you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKEDON to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Who could beat that? Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. We're with you on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Let's give you the injury report from Thursday out at Redskins Park uh, and Wednesday, for that matter. Uh, Quentin Dunbar has not participated yet this week. Uh, We're going to hear from Bill Callahan coming up later in the show on his status, hopefully for Friday and for the game this Sunday. Again, not that it necessarily means anything. We do know that Ryan Kerrigan is already ruled out. He, of course, has not practiced uh, with the calf injury. Ryan Anderson has been limited both days. Fabian Moreau has been limited with a hamstring both days. Morgan Moses was limited on Wednesday, but was full go on Thursday. Donald Penn uh, and Trey Quinn did not practice on Thursday after both being limited Wednesday. Now, the Redskins have seemingly been using Thursday as kind of like that dive-down day after coming back to the practice field on Wednesday and then going Friday, so don't read too much into that. Uh, but it is noteworthy. Paul Richardson Jr., Brandon and Sheriff were limited uh, on both days. Dwayne Haskins was full, as was Cole Holcomb both days. Adrian Peterson did not practice on Thursday. The Redskins have been doing this. Practice Wednesday. Don't practice Thursday. Practice Friday. Late in the year. And Josh Norman uh, was sick on Thursday. All right, Redskins head coach Bill Callahan met with the reporters at Redskins Park on Thursday afternoon to update us on a couple of injury situations, most notably Quentin Dunbar. Uh, and as well, the rest of his team take the temperature of his ball club moving forward. Bill, do you, how do you think uh, a thousand yards kind of stacks up in today's run game? Is that an accomplishment still, or is that? It's like, always possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely, always possible. And we're referring to Adrian, of yeah. course, right? Yeah, definitely. So anything can happen, you know. Uh, I'd love for it to happen, you know, especially for him. You know, he did it again last year. Like I said, he did it uh, under some really tough circumstances. I think we had over 35 different line combinations last year. And to gain over 1,000 yards under those conditions just speaks volumes for him. The fact that you know there aren't as many running backs rushing for 2,000 or 1,500, is, is 1,000 kind of the new barrier, or is that? Oh, is I don't so, know. Yeah. I, you know, it's different. It's, it's different. I think I think offenses are changing. Uh, I don't know if that's playing into it, you know, because you see more spread offenses, you see more gun running type teams, uh, you see less conventional eye back teams. Although, you know, the teams that are running the ball well, like San Francisco, and you take a look at Minnesota, um, New Orleans, they're they're still in the dot, and they're still coming downhill. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know where that goes. I think people look at the running game with a variety of of creativeness, and they generate a lot of different plays predicated on their talent up front and also in the backfield. Um, They're utilizing a lot of different rocket motions or jet sweep motions, you know, with their running game, whether it's in the eye or whether it's in the gun. 
the fullback has become a rare entity anymore in the, in the NFL. Although the teams that are running it well, you know, even Baltimore, they're the fullbacks in the, in the backfield, fullbacks in the backfield over in San Francisco, they're leading the division. Fullbacks in the dot in Minnesota, you know, even in Green Bay now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to see teams running the football from a variety of different backfield sets. And I, I don't, I couldn't honestly tell you what the new norm is, you know, for a running back, but a thousand yards is a thousand yards in the NFL. They're hard to come by. More Adrian Peterson. What does it say about him doing it this at this age? Wow. Um, yeah, just more and more productivity for uh, for a, for a player that really, I mean, the longevity for a back, I think, is like eight years, and some somewhere about eight and a half years is the normal longevity of a running back, or four years, I want to say. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'd have to really look at that hard, but. Uh, to be where he's at for the amount of time that he's spent in the NFL, to be as productive as he is, I think just speaks volumes, you know, for his playing performance. How, how much, I mean, he's got another year on this deal here, but how much longer do you think a guy like that can keep going at this level? I think that's totally up to him. I think if, he, if you talk with him, I think he'll play till he's 40 years old. <laughs> Who knows? As long as he keeps producing uh, the way he's doing, I, I don't see why he can't continue to play. You know, I, I do. I do say though that you have to be smart with a player at their age. And you know, this was his down day. You know, we backed him down. He gets a rest day, you know, to keep him fresh, so that he'll come back out tomorrow. He'll do some red zone work, and then he'll, you know, we're pretty much uh, in a walkthrough phase on Saturday, and then he's usually ready by game time. So, the way that we've sequenced out his plan or his preparation plan for the week has really been conducive for his performance. Uh, Bill, uh, Dwayne obviously has only been starting since you've been uh, running the show. Are there ways that you think that you can see that if he had been given first team reps early on, had started from the start of the year, where he may have been specifically would have been progressing more than we've, than we've seen now so far? Um, I would say that that's a, that's a distinct possibility. Uh, I think that could always occur when you give player repetitions and he gets game experience. Um, I think the plan was originally to uh, put him behind uh, Case and Colt and let him work and learn and get a feel for the system. And then when things changed with Case's injury, when Case got injured twice, uh, there's and, and then obviously Colt was still a little bit gimpy after the New, uh, New England game. There was an opportunity for Dwayne to step in and get some experience. I think the record played into that as well, as we all know. and. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a, a real honest answer, you know, but the only thing I can say is that for any player who gets an opportunity to get on the field early, you know, they've always, they're going to go through a learning curve. And at that position, it's always tougher to do it earlier, you know, when you're, when you're really scheduled and really programmed to win now. So I think it was a little bit different for us at the beginning of the year than it is right now or where it was at the midpoint and where we're at now. Were there things when you look back on it now, if you had the final say that you would have done things differently to get Dwayne ready uh, to, 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 to speed, help speed yeah, up the process? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I, don't, I don't have enough information. The only thing I could tell you is that uh, when you draft somebody in the first round, you got to get them ready. And however you get them ready, you find a way to get them ready, whether that's a first, a first round guard, a first round linebacker, um, a first round tackle, 
uh, even a second or third round player. I've always felt strong that if you had a player that was drafted at your position, you got to get them ready to play. You have to get them ready to play because that's why you draft them, right? So uh, my thinking has always been, uh, philosophically speaking, to get the player ready as soon as possible. You know, so he has game-like reps, game-like practices, so that it's not um, a foreign entity to him when he does arrive on the field on game day. How hard is that at the quarterback position? Because everyone else is so dependent on that one guy. So if you're getting the, the receiver ready to play, you might be mm-hmm. called upon in a, some kind of role. Quarterback, obviously, unless there's an injury, is not getting in. So how, do, how do, would you, and obviously we've seen as the season's gone somewhat how you, you've done that, but how different is the quarterback position as you prepare a young player to every other position on the field? I think uh, for a quarterback, it just, just depends you know, how it's all defined from the very beginning you know, and how you go into your season. Our situation was different. You know, it may be, it's different in every, everybody's situation uh, based on who you have on your roster and what your p- defining plan was during OTA going into the draft and then into training camp. Uh, so ours was different. We had a, we had a plan you know, to start case and Colt was in the rehab process. He was getting, being prepared to back up and we were developing Dwayne as, as we were going. But like I say, you know, that dynamic can shift and change pretty rapidly through the course of the year. So you're always developing your players, no matter where they're drafted, especially first round. No different than if it was, like I said, a third or fourth rounder. And like just what we did with Wes Martin early in the year, he had to step in and step up for Brandon Sheriff and play in that role. Uh, no different than Chase Roulier a couple years ago when Spencer Long was hurt. You know, it was a sixth round pick. He had to come in and play and, and played well, you know. But I always, in my mind, I feel that um, you've got to continually develop the players at your position, whether they're the starter, the backup, whether they're on the practice squad, because our season changes so rapidly. And injuries, you can get hit at any time during the year. Now, we've been fortunate in the offensive line this year. I know the last couple of years we went through 70, over 70 different line combinations, you know. So we rolled in a lot of different players week in and week out. And uh, a lot of guys that were on that practice squad began to emerge, very similar to what's occurring now at the wide receiver position, you know. Uh, we brought Kinsey up, you know, we brought Cam Sims up. Uh, more players are getting, even Steven Sims is starting in a, in a starting role at the, at the slot position. So there's a lot of youth, and uh, that's a credit to the coaching staff to bringing those guys up and getting them ready to play. Wanted to ask you an unrelated question. Uh, you obviously have talked a lot about the formula of completions and rush attempts. Mm-hmm. How, how hard is it, or what's the challenge in getting those rush attempts while still being unpredictable, especially on first and second down? Yeah, it's always a challenge. And um, I think last week, you know, we tried to, we, we ran it a little bit more on first, first down, but we had pretty good success. I want to say uh, without the penalty on Morgan's play, we were close to over 70% run efficiency on first and 10 which is really, really, really good. Uh, normally when you're shooting at 50% run efficiency on first and 10, which is a plus four run, you're doing really well. So to have those numbers where they were last week, and uh, boy, if we could have had just guys a few more times in that in the second half, I think we would have even had better efficiency moving along. But we try to balance those numbers with the completions. Um, 
you know, if you run it a little bit more, you may not have the number of completions, so you don't, may not have the number of attempts that don't give you the, the, the bigger number of completions during the game. But as long as you're controlling clock, managing the game, creating first downs, converting, you know, in critical situations, I think that's, that's all that matters, and not turning the ball over. Bill, can you update us on the severity of um, Quinn Dunbar's hamstring and your optimism on Sunday? Yeah, he's day-to-day -day right now, and so uh, we'll find out a little bit more tomorrow. I'm hopeful that he can practice uh, some red zone tomorrow afternoon. Um, the field is shortened, you know, as we all know when we get down in that area. That's a focus point for our preparation on Friday, so um, he won't have to open up and run as much or as long as you would is it if he were in the open field. So it's a condensed area, restricted area of situational football. So we're hopeful we can get him out there for some reps tomorrow. But uh, we'll have to see how he comes in tomorrow morning, how he feels, where his rehab is at, and then we'll get a little more information from there. He's been able to run a little bit? I'm hopeful, very hopeful that he can, yeah. All right, so that's Redskins head coach Bill Callahan as the Redskins get ready for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, if you're a Spotify a listener, you Spotify wrapped. To show us your top Locked On podcast for the year, take a screenshot, tag us at Locked On Live, and you can tag me at WrestleMania621 or at Locked Redskins on Twitter, and we will share and retweet on Spotify. Also, the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep. Surface with the right amount of both sink and bounce. Get $100 off towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked on NFL, or I should say casper.com slash locked NFL, and using locked NFL at checkout. That's casper.com slash locked NFL, and use the com uh, promo code locked NFL at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Coming up next, two former Redskins in big time trouble. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, fellas. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E Chew.com promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Redskins podcast. So, we found out word on Thursday that former Redskin great running back Clinton Portis and former Redskin first-round cornerback um, Carlos Rogers were both charged uh, and 
arrested actually on Thursday morning, according to the Washington Post uh, and various other outlets now. The reasons for the arrest is they were charged in different ways, but with submitting false claims to the NFL Player Health Reimbursement Account Plan through Cigna, through the NFL and NFLPA as part of basically a ring of charges where Clinton Portis was charged with three different charges of conspiracy to commit health care wire fraud, wire fraud itself, and health care fraud. Again, Portis was charged with three, all three. Uh, the charges carrying a legal maximum penalty of 50 years combined. Um, but clearly, they're probably not going to get that amount. Now, according to the Post, um, Portis uh, was expected to surrender at some point, but he has not been arrested. Arrested players include Carlos Rogers in the state of Georgia. And a former Redskin draft pick, Ron McCune, uh, from 2005. Basically, this uh, Robert McCune, this is a mess. And I have no idea exactly what happened here and how it all happened. There's all sorts of details about using medical equipment, buying medical equipment, submitting invoices for unused medical equipment for uh, ultrasound machines to conduct women's health exams, uh, electronic magnetic therapy devices designed for use on horses. I mean, it's crazy stuff. But here's what we know. The federal government and the Department of Justice didn't just cook this up out of nowhere with no not Now, Clinton Portis's attorney is saying he had no knowledge. Uh, I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. Just don't buy it. Uh, maybe he was negligent. Maybe he was fully unaware. No knowledge. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I just I don't buy it. Uh, and this is not a good look. This is not a good thing. This is not a good situation in any way, shape, or form. Uh, as former Redskin Clinton Portis, who still does some broadcast work during the preseason for Redskins TV and a weekly appearance on 106.7 The Fan, which is the radio station that I work for. And I, I've known CP. I've been in his house. I mean, you know, I covered him for a couple of years. I know Carlos Rogers. I covered him for a couple of years. Uh, you know, these guys I talk to all the time. I haven't talked to them in a while. But, I, I mean, it's just crazy. I don't know McCune. I don't know the other players. I mean, Joe Horn's involved in this. Just nuts. Just nuts. I, I don't know how you can get yourself involved in this and be this naive, this, um, you know, this thoughtful to try and commit a conspiracy like this and yet then turn around and claim negligence that you didn't know. I, it just makes no sense to me. Um you know, and especially if you're cashing checks and you have no idea where they came from. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either, uh, which is basically and essentially what Portis's attorney uh, is claiming. All right, that's going to do it for us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.